0: Again, I have to tell you, I'm so glad to be here. For the, some of you, this is like your first time ever here, so you're like, I didn't know you were gone because I've never been here before. But um, to my church family that I see, usually see every week, um, thank you so much for, uh, for sending us on the time that we've been able to have, and thank you so much for still being here um, so that I could see you again. Um, so I look forward to sharing with you uh, a lot of what we've learned and stories and especially just the, 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 the important things that my, my wife and I have learned. Um, principles for life and family and marriage and work and all of those things. Um, but I'm going to save that for, for another time. And I'm not going to bore you with a slideshow people like to do when they come back from vacation, right? Is here's the picture of us standing in front of this thing. I'm not going to do that uh, today. Um, we're in our final message of our series called Incarnation, talking about how Jesus came how God came in human flesh as Jesus, okay? So I'm not going to show you a whole slideshow. We're going to stick to our thing um, that, we're, that, we're, that we need to talk about today. But I do want to show you one picture, okay? I do want to show you one picture. Um, this picture is from a place that became our favorite place while we were in Singapore. If you don't know, Singapore is a little island that's at the tip of Malaysia, So you got like the whole Asia right here, big Asia, right? And like China's here, Korea, right? Japan's over here. And you got like Southeast Asia coming down here. Thailand, Vietnam, right? Cambodia. And then Malaysia's down here. And right at the tip of Malaysia is a little island called Singapore. And that's where we were. We were on an island for like two and a half months. Um, And this place is called Gardens by the Bay. And it's this giant botanical garden. And it has these two massive indoor gardens that you can go to. Um, and outside of those massive dome gardens, there are these, these this grove of what they call super trees. And super trees are these giant structures. They look like trees, but they're not real trees because they have plants growing on them. And the goal is that in a few years, the, there'll be plants totally covering these super trees. So they'll be like giant trees, but like lots of them. Because Singapore is mostly like malls and skyscrapers. And so they want to add some green to the city, right? And so they're... They built these metal trees where they're growing real trees, and they're hoping to improve the environment and just make things look a little more nice and so at night they, at the daytime they look pretty cool, but at night, they light up, and um, they have like a light show at night and it like sparkles and they play music, and for Christmas, of course, they play Christmas music, and so this was this was the non-Christmas light display. This was some of the Christmas display, how they have it. And um, it kind of twinkles, and and everybody just kind of comes around, and they watch these trees do what they do. And one time, as we were watching the show, I thought to myself, this is kind of funny, if you think about it. A bunch of people coming, standing around, and watching sparkling trees. It's kind of weird. It's just kind of a weird concept. Like, why do we do that? We don't go and stare at regular trees, right? Like that. But we're standing around watching sparkling trees. But I thought it would be even weirder if there were no lights. If we were just all standing around in the dark, looking at trees. There's not much to see. Think about it. Imagine if there were no light, no skyscrapers to light up the skyline. Nothing to look at. Imagine looking up at the sky at night and looking at nothing. I don't know about you, but in L.A., And from where I live, you can see some stars, but not really. How many of you have ever been to a place where the light, where the sky is clear? And there are, there's no smog, and there are no clouds, and you can look up in the sky and it looks like just, just explosion, right? Has any of you ever seen that, right? Where it's like real stars? Isn't that amazing? I think the last time I saw that with David, when we went to, to Joshua Tree, right? And you go out there and at night, no lights, right? You can know the lights from the city. There are no cars. You just look up and it's just explosion in the sky, right? Does anybody ever go out and look at the sky when there are no stars? I don't usually do that because there's nothing to look at, right? We don't usually do that, right? Without light, it just feels empty, maybe a little boring, and it can even feel alone, Without light, things can even feel a little scary. Now, let's see a show of hands. I'm not gonna, I don't want anybody to feel embarrassed, so let's just be honest, okay? How many of you are or ever have been afraid of the dark? Anybody ever been scared of the dark? Or are you scared of the dark sometimes? <laughs> My son is not afraid to admit. He is scared of the dark. Some of you are like, yeah, I used to be, but now I, I'm not anymore. But if you're being really honest with yourself, if something happened that day that freaked you out a little bit or whatever, you're like scared to go to that room. You're like, would somebody come with me? Because you're scared that somebody's, you know, behind you, okay? My wife and I, we have this conversation with our kids, and we have this conversation a lot. Parents, kids, maybe, maybe you have this conversation or something like it in your household, okay? One of my, my two older kids will say, Daddy, I want to go get something from my room, but it's dark in that part of the house. Will you come with me? And then I will say something like, baby girl or baby boy, we're all here. And the light in this room is on. And it shines over to that room. So it should be enough. You can just go over there and turn on the light. And you'll be fine. Nothing's going to happen. And then he or she will say, Daddy, just please come with me. Or if it's my son, he'll say, Daddy, just pretty, pretty, please come with me. And then after having that conversation a few more times, I will ask, what are you afraid of? And it's usually what, a monster or something, right? Or it's just not knowing, right? He's He's scared of glowing eyes in the dark, right? He's scared that if he goes into a dark room... He's gonna see glowing eyes coming out from the walls, because that could reasonably happen, right? There could no. I'm kidding, kids, it cannot reasonably happen. I'm kidding, okay? Right? So then what usually happens is either I will give in and say, okay, I'll go with you. Or I'll go, you know, a little bit and I'll turn on the light for them and then I'll come back, right? Or they'll convince the other one to go with them. Right? They'll convince the other one. But now what they've started doing is because they're like, okay, I'll go with you. So they'll go over there, and then they'll stop short, and they'll send the other one on. They'll say, this is what they started saying. It's okay, you can go on by yourself, but don't worry, because God is with you. And that's true, and I love that they can say that to each other. But the thing is, the thing is, sometimes just knowing that God is with us, or having that concept in our head, if we're being honest, it's not always enough. We need someone who's there to show us that we are not alone. Sometimes it's not enough just to know. We need somebody to show us. So even though my kids know God is with you, but that's not enough, right? They say, but Daddy, I know that, but I still want you to come with me. I still need somebody to show me that God is with me. So our theme scripture for this series has been John 1.14. The word became flesh. That means he put on a body, a human body, and he made his dwelling, his home among us. And we have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. So it's talking about Jesus, right? How God became a human so he could be with us on our level. Now, I want you to think about this. In the Bible, there are verses in the Old Testament that say that God is with us. One of the ones that I know kids used to learn when they did Bible quizzing and stuff like that, and there's even a song that goes with it. Have I not commanded you in Joshua, right? Be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged for the Lord. I know this song. Your God is with you wherever you go. The kids used to learn this song. Wherever you go, do, 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 do and they would dance around, and they'd sing, right? Have I not, and they'd sing it, and they'd sing it. The Lord your God is with you, wherever you go. It's a cute song. But when I have to go to a dark room, is the cute song enough? No. Not usually, right? I, I need somebody to show me that I'm not alone. And so this is what God did for us. Because if it was just enough for God to tell us, I'm with you, I'm with you, I'm with you, don't worry, I'm with you. Okay, yeah, you're telling me, but... So God knew that wasn't enough, right? God knew that it wasn't enough just for him to tell us, so he sent Jesus, God in human flesh, to be with us. So I want to take you to a few verses before John 1, 14, to John, John 1, verses 4 and 5, and it says this. In him, Jesus, was life. And that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. This verse is talking about darkness, but it's not talking about darkness and when the lights go out. It's talking about like the darkness on the inside. The darkness that makes you feel alone, that makes you feel like nobody's really there, like no one really cares, like everyone is against you. Kids, you know about this darkness. You might not know about it, but you... You know, not know that you know, but you know about it. This is the kind of dark, I'm sorry, buddy, I'll I'll try not to bore you anymore, okay? Do you know that feeling when it feels like everyone is mad at you? Do you know that feeling when it feels like no one likes you? Do you know that feeling when it feels like you are alone? Right? Right? Totally alone. Now, that might, it might not be, it's, it's not true. It's not true that you're alone. It's not true that no one loves you. It's not true that everyone is mad at you, but sometimes we feel like that, don't we? Like Charlie Brown, right? Everything I do turn, is a disaster. Everything I do gets ruined. Even I try to get this little tree, and I just try to care for the little tree, and it's wrong, and everybody's mad at me, and I can't do anything right, and blah, blah, blah. We feel like that sometimes. That's a dark place to be in. You know, when, when, you, get, when you become a grown-up, and you feel like that, grown-ups, when we feel like that, that leads us to some dark places, doesn't it? Some really bad places that we don't want to be in. And it takes a lot of work, and a lot of support, and a lot of love, and maybe some counseling, and a lot of prayer, and God's help to get out of those places, doesn't it? We don't want to be in those places, so whether you are young or old, everyone can feel like this because it's, it's not a good place to be. And in times like this, we need more than just to be told that we're not alone. We need someone to, with us to show us, remind us that we are not alone. Now, you know what's interesting is that Jesus was born into a family. Jesus was born into a family. God, in human flesh, was born into a family. I don't know about you, but I often think about if I were God and I were going to come into the world, how would I want to come into the world? Like like the president who drives like with a bunch of cars like behind him and in front of him and he gets out and he's got like bodyguards walking around him and would I want to come like God like that into the world, right? And, and everybody knows that I'm coming because they stop traffic for me so the cars can come through. Or maybe like a movie star, right? Where they roll out the big red carpet and they have the limousine that pulls up and they get out and all, hey, 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 go over here. People taking pictures of me. Would God like to come like that? Or maybe like, maybe like a bolt of lightning that everybody can see and like, whoa, God must be here, right? But think about it. Here's God coming into the world in the weakest possible form as a baby. No insult to babies, but they're not. How many babies do you know that come into the world by themselves? He didn't come by himself, right? But he just appeared for you, right? All you know is that he just the baby suddenly appeared, right? You don't know all the pain that it took and all the hours of screaming. He doesn't know. If you've never had a baby, then you won't know. But those of you who have had I've never had a baby myself either. But I've heard it's pretty painful. Um, He came as a baby, right? And it's not like the boss baby where he just comes already talking and wearing a suit and carrying a briefcase. He was like a for reals baby, like crying and and like, you know, soiling his diapers and and needing mommy. And he's a baby, right? A baby is a baby. They need mommy. Without help, they can't survive. Helpless, tiny. What's crazy is that God chose to come like that. If you were God, would you choose to come like that? Tiny and helpless? A baby? Now imagine telling a baby when he cries or she cries. Imagine telling a baby, it's okay, God is with you. Stop crying. You just stay there and figure it out until you learn that God is with you. Does that work? And then just expect them to stop. because Well, you should know. I've told you like ten times, God is with you. So just stop. No, before we know that we are not alone, we need someone to show us that we are not alone. And that goes for babies, and that goes for each one of us, even grown ups. Before we can know that God is with us, we need people, the people who are around us, to show us that we are not alone. Jesus came as the light of the world, the light in the darkness, the light to all mankind, and yet even he came as a baby, putting himself in a place where he needed someone to show him that he wasn't alone. He was a baby. So what did Jesus, the baby, do when he felt alone? What do you think he did? He cried. If he was a regular baby, which according to everything I can figure out, he was. What do you think Jesus did when he wet his diaper? What do babies do when they wet their diapers? He cried. What did Jesus do when he was hungry? He cried out. He cried out because right? babies don't know how to talk, so they can't say, Mommy, come help me. If they could talk, that's what it would sound like, right? Mommy. Or maybe they don't know who mommy is, so just, person who feeds me.
1: Big person.
0: <laughs> Big person. Big, loving, warm person. Come get me. <laughs> But babies know how to say that, so they just go, wah, and they cry. Because they don't know how to, but they just, they just need, right? See, what scares us about darkness is not just the darkness itself. What scares us is the feeling of being alone, right? That, that I'm in this place where nobody can see me and I can't see, no one is with me. But did you know that we weren't meant to live like that? We weren't meant to live in the dark, believing that no one is there, that no one cares. We need someone to come and show us that we're not alone, that someone really does care. That is what family is supposed to do. You know what my kids do when we're in the dark? Sometimes we, we go in my room when it's night, and we, we turn off all the lights, and we like play with our lightsabers. We go like... <laughs> we, like do light. we play with our, our lightsabers, right? That's what, that's what Star Wars fans do. They play with our lightsabers. But when we turn off the lightsabers, everything's dark. And then my kids start to panic. (laughs) Daddy, daddy, daddy. What do they do? They reach out to try to find, where's daddy? They panic until they can put their hand on my leg or they put their hand in my hand. You know, this funny thing happens. Even though we're still in the dark, lights are off, can't see anything. You know what happens as soon as they, they feel my leg or they grab my hand? What do you think happens? Oh, they're fine. Suddenly. They still would prefer that I turn on the light. But suddenly they stop panicking. They stop, oh, "Daddy, daddy, daddy, daddy. Daddy, 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 daddy." Oh, there you are. It's weird how it works like that. Suddenly, even the being in the physical dark, but they know daddy is there. And they're fine are okay. God tells us, I am with you and I will always be with you, but then he does something else. He puts us together as people in a way that is meant to be a constant reminder that we are not alone. He puts us together in a way that's supposed to be a reflection of his presence and his love. He puts us together in families. A family is meant to show us that we are not alone so that we can know that we are not alone. A family is meant to be like a light in the darkness. When it seems like no one else is there, when it seems like no one else cares, family is supposed to be there. Now, I know for some of us, family doesn't always look like that. For some of us, Christmas can be a very lonely time, or it can be a reminder of loved ones we have lost, or it can sometimes bring together family members who don't get along. How many of you have family members who don't get along with each other? Or you don't get along with some of your family members, and it's like, oh, I gotta see Uncle So-and-So again. We do have families that are like that. We all have families and those families look different ways, but regardless of what your family looks like, by being here today, you've joined together with a new kind of family, the family of God. Here in this family, kids, everyone is welcome. I wanted you to be here today so I could tell you that. Here in this family, everyone is welcome and I want you to understand this too, everyone matters. In this family, we can't say one of you. Nah, yeah, you're not nah, not that important. Everyone matters. Everyone matters. You are part of the family, whether you are whether you're married, whether you're single, whether you're divorced, whether you're separated. We're the youngest, oldest, all colors, languages, cultures. Whether you have kids, whether you don't have kids, you are welcome in this family. Even if you are not sure if you believe in this God that I'm talking about, God is welcoming you into this family. The one who came as a light to all humankind. And so my prayer for us today, my prayer for us today is that in this family, that we would be a reflection of God's light to each other. That we are a reminder to each other that we are not alone and we're not left in the dark. And as we shine that light to each other, that that light will shine so bright of God's love and presence that it will shine outside to those people who feel like they're on the outside of this family looking in. Like, I'm not part of that family. I wonder what that family's like. But they really seem to love each other and they support each other and they're like lights in the darkness to each other. I want to be part of that. I see a light glowing from that place because of the love that those people show to each other. That's what the family of God is to be for each other. And in this family... We want to support each of your individual families that go out to your homes. You're going to go to your homes and celebrate Christmas. We want to send you from this place with an encouragement that says, go and be that light to each other. Moms and dads, brothers and sisters, kids and adults, be that light to each other. I know it's hard sometimes because we go through difficult times. we just want to isolate ourselves. We just want to pull out our phone and like, I just, to, I just want to isolate myself. I just want to lock myself in the bathroom so I can have like five minutes of peace. Parents, you ever do that? I do. But remember, we are in a family for a reason. We are there to reflect God's light, to remind each other you're not alone. God is with you. Some of you today might be feeling so heavy or alone or in the dark, and you're thinking, I don't have anything to give. I can't be that light to somebody. And I'm so glad that you're here so that God can speak to you. God does see you, and God sees that you're, and he knows that you're not alone. And and we at Trinity Church, we're here to reflect God's love to you. The Word became flesh. God became a human like us, and he made his house, his dwelling with us, and he lived among us as one of us. What a wonderful truth we have a chance to remind each other. Christmas is a time not just to be told, but to be shown. The light of the world has come. That light is for you. And right on cue, Pastor Albert and Christine have stepped in. (laughs) Hey, Albert. Good to see you, Christine. Welcome. Um, Before we close, and we're going to actually have a time of of corporate prayer. I want to actually spend time. I thought it would be weird if we talked about being a family together and then, okay, everybody go off by yourselves. Um, So we're going to have a time of actually praying with each other as families, as a family. We're going to do that. But before we close in prayer like that... um, Albert, if you're ready, I just wanted to invite you up. Um, Albert wanted to share a few words with us, so let me find the microphone.
1: Christine and I had a wonderful uh, time of worship at the other campus. It was packed. We had all of our four congregations on that side uh, worshiping together this morning. And Christine and I, uh, for those of you who are, are joining us today, uh I actually was elected the district superintendent for the Northern California District Church of the Nazarene so at some point this coming year we will be transitioning out and so this actually uh, will be our last Christmas uh, with you and we'll come back and and visit but uh, just as I was uh, pondering today about what it is that maybe we wanted to share with you at this very special time of year and I'm sure that Pastor Johnny um, has been focusing on this all the morning But the personhood and the work of Jesus, who who Jesus is, is at the center of who we are as a people, as a church, and certainly at the center of this particular season. And so if there's this one thing that we wanted to emphasize at this time of year, is that with all of the other things that are going on at this time, um, and in our lives in general, at the center of all of that is Christ. And I would just encourage you at this time, because one thing that I can encourage you to do is to have a moment during the holidays where you are still, you are just quiet, you are at peace, and you're able to reflect on who Jesus is and be invited into that place of worship, just as the shepherds and the wise men and the angels were, and Mary and Joseph, that there was a moment 2,000 years ago where they recognized that their Savior had come into their midst, that this light had come into the world. It's very easy to miss that during this season. It's very easy to miss it every day. I urge you not to let that happen because Jesus is the light that gives life to all mankind. He is the life he is the way. He is our God. And it's such a privilege for us to be able to celebrate that together with you. So Christine and I love you, and, and we rushed over here after the other campus because we wanted to spend a few moments with you this, this morning. Thank you.
0: That's why. <laughs> so we're going to um, close our time today by, by praying together, as I said. And, you know, like I said one of the reasons why we wanted to have the kids together is because as, as a church family and as parents, um, we want to teach our kids what it looks like to actually worship and pray and, and even to, like, to sit and listen to teaching. Like, obviously, that's not something kids are used to, right? They're used to, like you know, jumping around, singing songs like that, or, or being in a Bible lesson, but just to give them this experience. So what I'm going to ask you to do, and this is going to be a little, take some coordination, right? But we're, we can work together. We're family, right? So what I'm going to ask you to do is, is in sections, you're going to circle up, and we are just going to have some time of praying, and I'm going to help lead you through that time. We're going to have some time of praying for each other, and I know you don't even all know each other. But did you know that you don't even have to know the person and everything about them to pray for them, because you can just pray a blessing for somebody. You can pray that God would bless them. You can pray that God would help them. You can pray for them in the different areas of their life and what they need. So we're going to spend some time doing that right now because I want to show you, I don't just want to tell you, but I want to show you what the family of God is supposed to look like. We're going to show each other. So, as much as possible, I know some of you have sleeping babies on your laps, and that's okay, you do whatever you can do. Um, but what I want to ask is in sections that you would stand and kind of just make a circle, okay? So, this section right here is going to stand and you're going to circle. This, this whole section right here is going to stand, th- you know, kind of around here and make a circle. This section right here, right here, stand and make a circle. This whole section right here is going to stand and make a circle. Um, right here, you're probably going to have to break it up a little bit, so maybe. This front section can stand and make a circle here. That stand, that section stand and make a circle. Y'all back there. You all right here. Okay, so go ahead and do that right now. If you're not comfortable with holding hands, that's fine. Put a hand on a shoulder. If you want to do a hand on a shoulder, you could just kinda let your hand hover over that person's shoulder. If you're sick and you don't want to touch anybody, then what are you doing here? No, just kidding. Then just, you know, do as do as you can. If you're standing next to somebody you don't know, maybe ask permission to touch their shoulder. <laughs> now if you are standing next to somebody or between two people and you don't know their names or if you've been going to church with them for months and months now and you still don't know their name, now's a good time to find out, okay? Why don't you ask the person next to you, if you don't know their name, what's your name again? Or what is your name? Okay, just make sure you know the people next to you. now here's what we're going to do we're going to start by praying for the person on your right okay everybody's going to have a chance to pray and be prayed for okay so we're going to start by you praying for the person on your right and I'm just going to kind of give you some ideas of what you can pray for so I want you to just pray a blessing for this person it could be a very simple prayer that just says God would you bless this person and if you can't think of anything else to say just continue to say God would you bless this person God bless this person, God bless this person, God keep this person. So just go ahead and start praying a blessing over the person on your right. A blessing for this person over your right. Now say a blessing over their family. Even if you are part of their family, say a blessing over their family. The family that they're a part of Now, take some time to pray for this person's relationships, their friendships, the people that are in their lives. finally, take some time to pray for their heart, for their spirit, that they would know the love of God, that they would know, not only in their head, but in their heart, that they are not alone, that they are loved, that they are precious in God's sight, that their life is valuable and it has meaning and worth, that God sees them, God knows them, God knows their needs, God knows their hurts, God knows their fears and their worries and their concerns, their anxieties. Pray for their heart. Now I'd like to just ask you to to join with me and just repeat after me in this prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, Thank you that you are with us. Thank you that you did not just tell us, but you showed us in Jesus Christ through your Holy Spirit That you are with us, that we are not alone, that you see us, that you know us, that you care about us, that we matter to you, that we can have a friendship with you, and that your light shines even in the darkness. I pray for my family here at Trinity Church, the people that I know and the people that I don't know yet. I pray a blessing over their lives that they would know, not just in their head, but in their heart and in their lives. That God, you are real, that you are here, and that you care. This Christmas time, help us to remember what we celebrate. That you are God with us, Emmanuel, and you will never leave, you will never fail. You will never let us down. And your love endures forever. I pray that every person here, from youngest to oldest, will see your light and your love reflected through this family, the family of God